This episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Oakley. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not just the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com for more information today. So we do this often at Nick's Film School, specifically John and I do this often where we have our production meetings on air. Um, And I told Fred beforehand that we'd hard cap him at 90 minutes. And there's still several super chats from loyal patrons uh, that want to ask you a question or wish you very well and and a sincere. Yeah, let's 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 do them. Why don't why don't we say um, because we've been on for an hour and a half. Why don't why don't we say. you you have you have it's nine thirty three on my computer right now. Mm-hmm. You have why don't we say you have until nine thirty six to send in a super chat? Sure, and I'll do all the ones that come in before nine thirty six. Is that Sounds is that doable? Is that fair? Is that I don't a fair know. System. I'm going to say this: there's there's no way you you'll be able to answer all of them by nine thirty six. So that's why. No, I'm no, gonna... no. I'm not saying I'm out at nine thirty six. I'm just saying if if I keep talking and we stay on, then we're going to roll in at nine forty five. Right, right, right. Nine fifty five and so on. I will selectively choose. You have until let's see. You've now created an urgency where a rush of super chats may come in. <laughs> but maybe maybe that's, maybe that's good for business. This is literally maybe. what retail does: is they say like you have yeah. until like end of the weekend yeah. for taking you have until 9 36 meanwhile the same sale is going to be up next weekend Shout i'll out. answer i'll Keep answer up. all all the super chats that come in before 9 36 okay we'll start here from jonathan macri yes <laughs> if mark berman were an nba contract how would his valuation change under the new cba rules toxic neutral or value i ass- I assume he means if Mark Berman were on an NBA contract, yes. but like the O button on his keyboard isn't working in the woods. I assume that's that's what he means. I actually do think he means like if Berman, if you were to compare NBA Berman to a contract, not to a player on a contract. Is he a contract? Is he Julius last summer? Is he Jalen Brunson on a bargain? You know, I mean. It's it's tough because Julius or 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 Berman right now is like is like what Mello was three weeks ago. You know? Like he hadn't announced his retirement. (laughs) I mean, I guess Berman announced his retirement, but he's still like tweeting about the Knicks, you know? Like like he announced his retirement, but he's in Florida tweeting about the Knicks. So I, I would say it's just kind of like a like a like a mellow situation where he's like, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he like, uh, maybe what's the equivalent? I don't know. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's unaffected because he's, he is writing for the Palm beach post. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's like when, when Dwight Howard went and played in, in, in Thailand. So it's a, it's an NBA player that hasn't announced his NBA retirement, but is okay. No, but he's he's playing overseas. But he's playing. No, he's playing, he's gotcha. playing overseas. It's like Florida's when, a different country, so I agree with that example. Right. It's like it's it's like Dwight Howard going and playing. He's in Thailand, right, or the Philippines? Yes, Taiwan. Taiwan. Yes. There Thank you, you Chris Persianen, who hit yeah. us up in the chat. All right. Next up, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna rapid fire him to a bit, and this is okay. again. So this might actually reveal something behind the scenes for everybody. I usually take down the chat when I think John's answered the question and it's an indication to John. Okay. You can end your, the next sentence end it so we can get to the next one. That's what we're going to, I'm going to start doing that with you as well. Okay. No one ever told me this. Uh, this right, is from, a bad job by your producer, but no production meeting whatsoever. I apologize. Not, literally none from, from Fargo Tufo. Who are your favorite sports writers to read who may not be on our radar? Any sport, any book recommendations, favorite season of The Wire. Favorite season of The Wire is season three. I won't go into any detail because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who might be watching it. But I think season three is the best season. Uh, Favorite sport writers who might not be on your radar. So my favorite sports book is... So my favorite, like... NBA author, basketball author ever is probably Jack McCallum. Amazing. What a legend. Uh, and my favorite, honestly, my favorite basketball book ever might just be Dream Team by Jack McCallum. It's so good. It's the most incredible flex of reporting and storytelling. He, he is the most amazing reporter, the most amazing writer, the most amazing storyteller. And if you haven't read that book, I strongly recommend it. Uh, it's about the the 92 dream team. And he was in Barcelona covering them for sports illustrated. And he wrote a book about his time covering them. And it's absolutely amazing. And the, the best it's essentially just half of the book is basically just, you want to hear another hilarious Charles Barkley story. And it's laugh out loud. Funny. I mean, the Barkley quotes, the Barkley anecdotes are ridiculous. Like it's called Dream Team, and it's just a different chapter is a different thing about the Dream Team. If you're an NBA fan, gotta read it. It's amazing. Uh, favorite sport writers to read. So growing up, my favorites were like Bill Simmons, um, Joel Sherman with New York Post. Um, still love those guys now. Um, even though Simmons doesn't really write like he used to, obviously. Um but Joel Sherman still has his fastball and is incredible. I love reading him at the post. Um, uh, I love Zach Lowe. Um, at our place, I think we have a bunch of amazing people. Um, uh, yeah, James Edwards covers the Pistons for us is incredible. Great feature writer, has the most creative story ideas. Tim Cato covers Dallas for us. Same thing. Um, John Krasinski, not the actor. Uh, I think is probably the best beat reporter in the whole industry. He covers the Timberwolves for us. I think he's just the best NBA reporter in the industry. He's just the greatest. Um, and has the same name as John Krasinski. So off the top of my head, um, those, uh, those would be sound. And I love Jason Stark. I love Jason Stark. Jason Stark writes with an enthusiasm about the most seemingly inconsequential crap. And he writes with an enthusiasm about it and is amazing. And growing up, by the way, my favorite reporter was David Aldridge, who I then got to work for in DC for three years, which was like a pinch me moment. And he's also just like the greatest dude ever. So I would have to put DA up there as well. I'm sure there are more when I'm not on the spot. Um, next one from Lunis Amarat, uh, per your tweet, uh, regarding the CBA details that came out today, uh, that can't, I'm, uh, it's kind of written in code. Are they that much different than what teams were expecting? 
uh, the details that came out with the CBA today. Um, also, I'd ask you to reveal which team, but I know it's the Suns. Uh, I assume this is in reference to my tweet that uh, I did. I did tweet out that right after the CBA uh, came out and got sent to the teams today, I got an unprompted text from a from a cap person from one team uh, that just said "fuck my life." I started laughing and I texted a, I texted the person if I could, if I could tweet it out and got the yes. So I tweeted it. Uh, I will not say who it was who texted it. I will say the fuck my life was about, not about like, fuck my life. Our team is screwed. It was fuck my life. I have to become an expert on a 676 page legal document in 48 hours. That was the fuck my life. And it it's not that the details were different. So what the teams got in advance was like a term sheet. And I forget how many pages it was. 50, 50. I have it in my phone. It's like 50 pages, maybe. Or maybe it's 80. It's either 50 or 80 pages. I can't remember which one. I always forget. And they got a term sheet basically summarizing what was in the CBA. But there were certain smaller things that teams just like, didn't know what they were going to be. And so I have spoken to so many people who work in cap management over the last month or two who have told me, yeah, we called the league about this tiny little thing and they don't know, they couldn't really offer clarity on how it's going to be. So we're just waiting to see what it is. The other part of it is the term sheet is not like copied and pasted in the legal jargon that's actually in the document. And so you can get an estimation of what the intentions of the rules are, but being a good cap person is being such an expert in this ridiculously dense legal document that you're able to find intelligent ways to exploit it that other people aren't realizing yet. And they have no time to do that. I don't think you can do that in 48 hours. And if anybody can, then props to you. Um, but, but that, that's kind of more what it is. Like there's nothing that was in the term sheet that they're like, Oh, we're just removing it from the CBA. But the term sheet was like, like what? Like 14% as long as the actual CBA. There's a whole lot of reading they have to do to make sure they know what's in there. And I was told by one cat person I spoke to today being like, it's going to take forever for the league to process contracts in free agency because everybody is going to send in a contract that accidentally has something that's against the CBA in it because they just haven't realized yet that you know the rule changed or this phrasing has to be slightly different or whatever. Uh, next one from Fargo Tufo. Uh, any noise on Torian Prince, Jaden McDaniels, or another backup four to the Knicks? Real uh, quick, real quick, Fred. Fargo, uh, Alex hit me up in the chat and said he wants to add Utah Watanabe to this list. Got it. Uh I think uh, Watanabe would be a really interesting guy for them. Uh, if his corner three-point shooting from this past year, he shot like 50% on corner threes. If the corner three-point shooting from this past year was real, it was a small sample, but if it was real, I think it's a good one. Plays really hard on defense too and just plays with a lot of energy. Uh, I mean, they just declined the Torian Prince option. Um, Jaden McDaniels, I, I, I don't see happening. Uh, the Wolves really like him. And uh, 
Torian Prince, they just declined the team option. I don't think it's soon enough for me to hear any noise. I haven't heard anything on him either way. I think Watanabe would be would be interesting, and I think you could get him for pretty cheap. Like I think you could probably like it's possible he's a minimum, and I think if not, like he's probably somewhere in like the biannual, the taxpayer mid level range. Like I don't think he's going to cost you more than the taxpayer mid level. Um, and probably not even that. So I, I, I kind of like him as a value add. I like, I like his game. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. And now, a quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Do you want a pair of shorts that aren't just comfortable but make you look good? Well, Bird Dogs has just what you need. Their stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. That's because they aren't like regular shorts, which are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Instead, they invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches. Now, you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all summer long. So I'll ask again, want to look good while being comfortable? Don't hesitate. Head to birddogs.com to check out their full catalog of shorts, pants, and so much more. You can also use the promo code POOL to receive a free Yeti-style tumbler with your first order. Again, that's birddogs.com. That's bird. B-I-R-D, dogs, D-O-G-S, dot com, and promo code POOL, P-O-O-L, to receive a free Yeti-style tumbler with your first order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Uh, from Ben Kim Gurvey, uh, is Deuce up for a bigger role this year? What does he work on to make that happen? Also, can Randall's be reduced? Thanks, Fred. Hashtag one of us. Hashtag freaks. Uh... I think Deuce will have to earn the bigger role. Like, I don't think I really, really, really doubt they enter next season with like a plan of like, okay, Deuce McBride's going to be in the rotation. I don't think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be really hard for him to get into the rotation. Um, What does he have to work on to make it happen? I mean, it's offensive stuff. Uh, It's, it's, working on making the proper passes within the offense. It's probably working on some quickness stuff, being able to blow by some defenders a little more. And obviously the most important thing is to work on the shooting. He's got to be able to knock down an open shot. And that's first and foremost, the most important thing for him. Uh, If he can knock down shots, he can crack, he can find a way to crack the rotation. Um, But it's really hard to have a guy in your rotation playing legitimate minutes every night, who is capable of being as cold as he is at certain times. So I I think ultimately that's kind of what it has to come down to. Uh, 
Next one from Jessica Elsner. Fred, you are loved by Nick fans. I subscribed long ago and you were fantastic. What have you learned about Nick's fans so far in your time here? Well, thank you, Jessica. That's very nice. Uh, what have I learned about Nick's fans? To be honest, I don't know. Like, like I'm from New York and all of my I'm extremely close with all of my childhood friends, and all of my childhood friends are Knicks fans. So, like, I wouldn't really say I've learned anything about Knicks fans during the time. You know, like I grew up in—I actually didn't grow up a Knicks fan, but I—I I, I grew up in New York around Knicks fans all the time, and I'm in group chats. Yeah, you didn't know, Andrew. I didn't grow up a Knicks fan. I did know you didn't grow up a Knicks fan. Can I follow up and maybe you'll reveal something? What did you grow up as? Clippers fan. You're a Clippers fan. How did that happen? Yeah. Because I loved playing with Eric Piatkowski and Kobe Bryant NBA courtside ninety eight. That's a and great I thought video game by the way. Yes, a, on N sixty four. N sixty four. Yep. Yep. Great. Great game. And I thought, man, this team must be awesome. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and okay. so I became a Clippers fan. And my first full year as a Clippers fan was the strike season, and they went nine and forty one. <laughs> and uh, then once I got old enough, I found out that I had uh, chosen a uh, super racist owner. Uh, but at least I got some horrible teams to root for. And then I started covering the league right when they got good. And I went through all that torture for absolutely no payoff. <laughs> Literally none whatsoever. Yeah. None. I mean, I was like, you know, I was in college when like they drafted Blake Griffin and stuff. So I, I got, I got some of that, but, but yeah, no, okay. no payoff. The, the Oh five Oh six season was fun. The, 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 the great, the great part of my job is like every once in a while I have like, like I, I never get starstruck anymore. There's no player that could ever make me starstruck. I look at every player as just like a person who, I work with is either a colleague or a client of mine. And that's it. You know, it's just how I look at every player, but the, the, the older guys who I grew up with, it's kind of hard not to, you know, like, like I interviewed Hakeem Olajuwon one time, mm. and the whole time I was like, Holy shit, it's Hakeem. This is insane. You know? And, and one thing that I will say is, um, you know, Elton brand is the GM of the Sixers now. And, uh, he was my favorite player when I was growing up. He was, a really underrated player. He was awesome. And the first time I met, uh, I met Elton Brand and uh, he was the GM of the Sixers. And we just talked about that 0506 Clippers team, which was mm. the only good Clippers team from my childhood. They won 47 games. They beat the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs and they lost in seven to Phoenix in the second round. They came one win away from their first ever conference finals. And just talking to Elton Brand about the 0506, we just talked about the 0506 Clippers for like, he's a super nice guy. We talked for like 30 minutes about the 0506 Clippers. And at one point I said to him, I was like, man, like 12 year old me would be losing his mind right now. Like losing his mind. So sometimes I'm like, this job's fun. Yeah. This job gets you to do the fun stuff. Before I get to the next super chat, better N64 sports game. Um, NBA court side or Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball? Ken Griffey. Okay. I, I might but have not, ended the chat. I might have ended the stream live if you didn't say that answer. No, Ken Griffey. Yes. Ken Griffey for sure. Ken Griffey is the second best N64 game 
ever, any genre. Behind? Mario, Mario Kart's number one. I've definitely played Ken Griffey more than that. I thought you were going to go Goldeneye, because that's the game I played the most. Goldeneye was a great game. Yes. I mean, Mario Kart's just... Mario Kart I also classic. played in college, so I think that it, it aged even it aged better than any of these other games. So I played I played King Griffey after college. Well, I, I mean, I think I I don't think I, I played Kart. it since high school, but I also I, I like when you're broken in college and the dorm has an N64. It's yeah. like, all right, we're doing a, a Mario Kart tournament. Who's in? You know. I mean, I still whenever I see an umpire give like an emphatic safe call when I'm watching mm-hmm. a baseball game every once in a while, I'll still say to myself, he's a da. <laughs> that's, that's what the umps used to say that's when they, they were safe on a game, close call. Yeah. yeah. They oh, wouldn't say he's in, like, they wouldn't say he's in there. It was yes. like, he's in da. He had an, in, there was an emphatic <laughs> out every time yeah. there was an out. Yes. All right. Next up. Uh, from soul squad. What if new Orleans proposed Zion for Julius straight up with the Knicks saying no, uh, well, first of all, New Orleans wouldn't do that. And second of all, no. I don't think the Knicks would say no. I mean, how could you say no to that? Like, I know Zion doesn't play, but when Zion plays, he's MVP caliber good. I, 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 look, I guess I'm just projecting my own opinions on it. If I'm running the Knicks and the Pelicans call me up, Say, here's a 22-year-old who's been hurt a ton, but also is already an MVP caliber player. And if we can figure out a way to get his body straight, here's your MVP caliber player. Uh, And you'll give up Julius Randle. I mean, I'd I'd do that for sure. You have to. Um, Another one from Lunas Amarat. Thoughts on Donovan's 2024 summer? Any gossip? Uh, I assume you mean... Donovan Mitchell and um, no, no gossip. Donovan Mitchell seems to just be enjoying the beautiful weather. As he said in his tweet, I I haven't heard any Donovan Mitchell noise. I know Brian Windhorst had is locked into Cleveland and, and did the windy thing of being very um, what's the way to put it, Andrew being, being very cryptic, cryptic. Yes. Being cryptic. I, I know something, but I can't say what it is. And no one does that better than Wendy to the point that there are gifs of it. Nobody else. No other reporter has gifs of being cryptic. And Wendy has gifs. He has memes. He has memes. He has everything. Uh, so I know he did that. I honestly don't, don't know what the reference is, but I also think that Wendy's like an awesome reporter and is extremely locked in. So I'm sure... I'm sure he's referring to something, but I have not heard any Donovan Mitchell noise. And I imagine the Cavs will want to go forward with this core, which by the way, is like really young. Like Garland is really young and Mobley's really young. And Allen is still like the earliest part of his prime. And Mitchell's still the earliest part of his prime. Like, I think that team's getting better. I really do. So, uh, from Fritz Alcinder Jr. Orlando Magic Youth Poachable, Suggs or Wagner? Um, Suggs might be because he's struggled so much. Uh, I don't know if I would be dying to poach Suggs. Wagner, no. No way. No way. Wagner's awesome. Franz Wagner is so good. 
Franz Wagner is so good. I think Franz Wagner has a legit chance to be the best player from his draft class. Franz Wagner is so good. Like they have something with him and, and, and Paolo Banquero. Like they really have something. Um, I like the Magic's young core. I, I think they have, they have some quality guys. They have a chance to be competitive because Moncaro is going to be really good and Wagner is going to be really good. And right there, like that is a quality core. I cannot imagine there is a way to just like, I mean, I'm going off your verb. You say poach. Like, I don't know. If you offer the world for Franz Wagner, maybe the Magic do it because you offer them the world. But there is not a way to poach Franz Wagner. No way. We're getting a lot of I love to that game in the chat, by the way. The Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. It was a great game. It was an outstanding game. And I also, yeah. also, so yeah. was Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. The following I never year. played it. Never played it. I only played great. Ken just Jr. as good. Baseball. Yeah. Got to be great honest. Game. The 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 way I evaluate baseball players today still goes by the size of your hitter circle that they used. I'd be like, oh yeah, Pete Alonso's got a hitter circle that's huge, but. You know, Jeff McNeil my, is is a little bit smaller. Is my, is the middle my one, brother, you know? my brother and I have had a running joke for twenty five years that whenever we're doing some menial task, we'll we'll try to do it in Derek Jeter's batting stance from mm. Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. So like, oh, you're getting a visual joke. Yeah. Here. So his. So those who can't see, Fred's was, arms are above his head like this. Yes. No, so much higher. Arms it's are completely like, straight. Completely both, extended, it's, yes. It's almost like if a golf backswing were elevated all the way over your head. Like you'll throw out your shoulder doing it. So like, like we'll just have an inside joke where I'll be like, hey, can you pass me the salt? And then I'll, and then I'll get up and I'll do the stance and I'll have to say, hey, who am I? And you'll be like, you're Derek Jeter receiving the salt and mm. then I'll have to pass it into the batting stance. So, yeah, I mean, that's an iconic game when you're referencing it. First of all, that's an iconic game when you're referencing it 25 years later. Second of all, my brother and I are extremely stupid people. <laughs> I think that's, I think that story confirms both of those things. I I've got friends that, that they're two of them specifically are in my the giant Met fans in my, in my bridal party that we used to play games like, like we were waiting around in practice for like coach to show up about like, we'd guess the, guess the batting stance and <laughs> yeah. like, you, you imitate Sammy Sosa and it requires a hop afterwards and David Ortiz and <laughs> Barry Bonds. Yeah. The King of Virginia baseball, like half the game, everybody was Manny Machado's batting stance now, you know, but like Ken Griffey was the only one that, with a specific, like, Yep. To hit just tailored to him, batting yeah. stance. You, you were like scratched an itch bringing up bringing up N sixty four games and yeah. for junior baseball. Oh, it was a great, so. it was a great game. Hey, what's up? Jonathan Macri here with our good friends at Oakley to tell you why Julius Randle's All NBA season was more than meets the eye. In scoring over nineteen hundred points this season, Randle moved into twentieth place on the franchise's all time scoring list. He also averaged just over 25 points a night, becoming the seventh Nick ever to do so. Finally, he became just the 57th player ever to top 57 points. How's that for some symmetry? Yes, we're disappointed by his playoff performance, but even so, this season from Julius Randle gave us more than meets the eye. 
What's up, Knicks fans? Express your style and build a look that's made just for you. Oakley's changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train, or just want to look like your favorite athlete? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self and an expression of your personality, with Oakley, there's more than meets the eye. Here at Knicks Film School, our motto is look good, play good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. Not a one of us leaves the house in the morning without our Oakleys. And listen up, because it's officially almost summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. Also, did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? Now, I know what you're thinking. GMAC, what the hell is that? Well, it's a technology solely used by Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to Oakley.com and check it out for yourself. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses. That'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to Oakley.com for more information today. Two more, Fred. All right. Uh, from Abraham Onafad, uh, better Knicks fit, B.I. or Kuzma? Mm, I'm thinking Brandon Ingram, just the superior player, superior passer. Kuzma's actually really improved as a passer, but, but Ingram can like really run your offense. He really can. Uh, Kuzma can get really hot, but he's not an elite shooter. He's not. He's a solid defender, uh, but he can shoot you out of games too. Uh, you know, Ingram is not exactly a modicum of like hyper, hyper efficiency or anything like that. I just really like his game. Uh, he has such a smooth game. I think he'd be good for them inside the arc. I think he'd be solid enough for them outside the arc. He can space in the corners. Uh, he's not a gunner. He makes the right basketball play. I guess that's the big thing. Like, I think Kuzma. Like the Kings being into Kuzma makes a lot of sense to me, you know, like he'd be good. That's like a gunner offense. He'd be good in a, in a gunner offense that they just want you shooting as much as possible. And he would help them defensively. Like he's, he's a good defender. He props to him. Like he was a bad defender when he first came in the league and he is a good defender. Now Like he guards really hard. He's physical. He's got good footwork. He takes a lot of pride in taking on difficult matchups, plays super hard. Like he obviously cares about it a lot. He has his priorities, right? Uh, He's a good player. He's going to get massively paid. He deserves to get massively paid. I think Ingram is the superior player, and I think he would be better for them. He, Ingram, crazy. One of the most underrated passers in the league. Really good passer. From Dom Cappuccini, uh, you say you prefer a hard opt-out, no mid-level, essentially run it back. I'm okay with that. What does your gut say on what happens? Run it back or a small or big splash? My gut says run it back with slight renovations on the fringes. I don't think they're going into next year with the same nine guys in their rotations. In their rotation. I don't. Someone, if not multiple people, are going to be out. But I think Brunson will be there. I think Randall will be there. And I think most of their rotation guys will be there. I do, however think that if something is going to prove me wrong, it will be that they finally made the trade for the big star and a bunch of guys 
left or they in the trade or they had to then renovate the roster around that star to make sure they could optimize that star along with Brunson and whomever else is still there, probably Randall. So I, I think, but I think the most likely scenario, even though we never know when a star is becoming available, you never know, you know, you never know when Kevin Durant's just going to be like, I won out on the first day of free agency. People didn't see that coming. They just didn't. Um, and if you say you saw it coming from the outside, I don't know. I guess you're smarter than everybody else in the league because that caught the whole league by surprise. Um, and I, you never know when it's coming. But as of now, I can't anticipate who is the guy who's worth it. So I would say the most likely scenario is, yeah, run it back with some changes on the fringes. And and that's it. And then you maintain your flexibility and you move forward. I I, I think they will use the MLE. I do think they will use the MLE. Um, I don't know if I would. I don't think it's like stupid to use it or anything like that. Like it's not crazy. I just, you know, I just I I would I would not care as much about the present. I one really last one last there. question for you then, because even if because. A lot of our assumptions with them using the MLE is that it'd be to replace someone that's currently in the rotation. They started with a 10-man rotation last year. Is that completely off the table that they would go to a 10-man? I'm not going to say it's completely off the table, but I can tell you that Tibbs prefers a 9-man. A 9-man. Like okay. Ideally, he's going with a 9-man. And okay, if you, if, you get somebody, if you get somebody else and you're going to a 10-man, you're cutting into minutes even more. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't really envision how the ten man would work. I don't uh, either. I, I think if my my thought, honestly, for a ten man is if you were to trade Obi and not like mostly get pick compensation back, which I know a lot of people would you know blow a gasket if that happened, um, and the whoever they like, say they sign. DiVincenzo and for some I'm I'm just creating a scenario here where RJ and Hart are now your backup force and they just kind of split it that way and then Deuce finds his way into the rotation playing 8-9 minutes and it's really just like spot up duty more than anything else um, they they were really successful with a 10 man 3 years ago so I think they they if they find it effective could they pursue it that way yes for sure if Deuce shows up and they're like damn Deuce got good we got to play him. I I think they will amend that. I think Tibbs is a huge deuce guy. Okay. So, so I, I just said huge. Deuce I guy. heard it too. I heard it too. <laughs> Glad we had Fred Katz here to talk about Tibbs oh. and his huge douche. Huge deuce guy. Okay. Huge deuce guy. Yes. I think Tibbs really values McBride as a player. Yes. Miles McBride. And Miles. Miles yes. McBride. I know him by no other name. Indeed. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, Obi Toppin calls Miles McBride dookie. Really? Yes. Oh, I know. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm glad you shared. And I was like, that. I was like, are you calling him dookie because of the reason that I think he said, yeah, what's his name? I said, deuce. deuce. And he goes, <laughs> and then he runs out of the locker room. So yeah, he calls him, he calls him dookie. So it could be worse. Uh, I, yeah, they'll, they'll do that. I just don't think like the design going in will be 
we're going to do this for a 10 man. I, I think the preference is the nine man, but if it turns out you have 10 players who are worthy of being in the rotation, it's a pretty fantastic problem for any team to have. So uh, I'm, I'm sure they'd figure it out from there. And there are always injuries and that kind of stuff. And I think Tibbs would be somewhat amenable on that too. And with that, we are wrapping up this marathon live stream. Thank you to Fred Katz of The Athletic. Do you want to read the closing banner? Uh, yes. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's live stream. Wait, oh, Actually, read this you. one. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, no, wait. I did that wrong anyway. I, I thought oh, I put your dear. name in the other one. Not the off my game tonight. I must be a Mets fan. Um, Go ahead. My goodness. Okay. Mm. You good to go? Now we're good. You still recovering from that Steve Cohen press conference? You know, pick a Mets thing and I'm still recovering from it right now. You know, <laughs> like I, I, I had like a, I told everybody a couple of weeks ago that like I got this hat from uh, my father-in-law who passed away. And so I'm going to wear it in tribute. And I got to say, since then, the Mets have been made it really hard to keep supporting them. <laughs> so I honor him with his hat, but man, are they not making it easy to honor them in any way, shape or form right now? No, no. I They're think he out away from losing again too. Yeah. He might understand. He yeah. Might, <laughs> he's looking down. He like might understand. Maybe he's responsible for it. Yeah. I mean, Oh my God. The, the starting pitching strength. is just so much worse than I thought. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really, there you go disastrous um all right thank you for tuning in to tonight's this is by the way totally genuine i'm not reading off a prompter at all thank you for tuning in to tonight's live stream please subscribe to the youtube channel and like slash share this video uh also one more reminder if you haven't yet please read fred's work oh i'm fred you didn't put it you didn't put it for my work you can say my work you have fred's work please read Fred's work, my work, I'm Fred, by subscribing to The Athletic. A special promotion is running now. It's $1 a month. That's true. You can go to any link to any of my stories and you click on that and you go and you subscribe. It's $1 a month for 12 months. It's like the only problem is you got to take out your credit card information. And if you have it saved into your computer, you're good to go. I, I Can I add to it really quick? Yeah, of course. I, I have three stories up already this week. I had a story Monday. Uh, evaluating fans trade proposals, which is honestly one of my favorite pieces to write. And I do it every year leading into the off season and every year leading into the trade deadline. And I, it's one of my favorite pieces to write. I love when I get some of the trades and they're just insane. And actually my aforementioned friend Raf sent five trades in and I didn't use any of them. And they texted me about not using any of the trades. Uh, so <laughs> Jeez. Although one of them, one of them I used, I was like intrigued with, but I didn't know what to do with it because it was, it was Obi for Jonathan Kuminga. And I was like, like Obi on golden state is actually kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Like I, but I have no idea what to write about this. So I'm not doing it. So uh, it actually hit Benji up the other night that I, like that specific trade, Obi for Kuminga. And I probably Raph. The thought was like <laughs> um, the same problem exists. It's Kaminga not getting enough playing time behind, you know, guys right. that will be prioritized by the head coach. Right. For you sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can check. I had, I had that story up evaluating fans trade ideas and it was basically just used that as a vehicle to discuss Dame and Paul George and Miles Turner and all these other guys. He answers who, who about Zion and Cat and even Bo Zion Bo and Cat. 
Boyan Bogdanovich gets Corey gets Kispert. Yeah, I liked the Boyan Bogdanovich trade in there for what it's worth. That mm. made a lot of sense. Um, and it was Bogdanovich basically for Obi Fournier in a first. And I was like, that's interesting. He would help them. Um, and then and then that would make sense for Detroit too. And then and then on Tuesday, I had a story up. About something, I, I don't remember what, but it was something Nick's. Oh, uh, 10 players that could go after for the mid level exception. The and, MLE uh, poem. Yes. Yes, exactly. I wrote a poem about the MLA. And, uh, and then uh, for this morning, I had a very dense explainer for the CBA nerds, really, uh, just about like why Josh Hart, the decision he makes on his player option is so important. And I touched on it a little bit now and what that would, how that would change the Knicks long-term versus short-term plans. Uh, and at some point on Thursday, I will have like my mega free agency Knicks preview going up as well. So look out for that. It's going up at some point on Thursday. Um, again, click on any link to any of my stories. I'm right there. If you're not a subscriber, is an offer to sign up for The Athletic. It's not just a subscription for my articles. It's all of The Athletic. $1 a month for 12 months. There you go. Now, two quick things before I let you go. First of yes. all, one more super chat, 30 seconds or less. This is from okay. Sam Garcia's dad. I'll read it out. Is it possible that Leon is too frugal to make a star trade? He doesn't seem to want to overpay. Does that keep us from acquiring a star other than maybe Giannis, a super duper star? Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? No. Okay. Good answer. And then the second thing is what I usually tell people when I do the pregame pods, um, specifically Knicks fans, support the people that make time for us. So if you are not subscribed to The Athletic, please go to any of Fred's articles or just go to theathletic.com and find Fred Cash. No, go, go to my articles. Specifically. For, okay, so here's what I'll do. If you're watching this, it will be it's in the chat right now, but I will put it in the description of this video. If you're listening to this episode and you're listening us later on um i will have the link to his most recent articles so you can read them the ob article the iq extension article i thought was really good when you pulled the league to see what they would say is market value for emmanuel quickly uh the mle conversation uh conversation in which you began with a poem by mle dickinson uh and then the the hypothetical trades that were submitted by by a bunch of people uh, i thought was really really good and and fun for for nick's twitter as well so any one of those articles if you want to read it and click on it and support fred sign up via those links fred thank you so much for joining us tonight my friend thank you for having me this was a blast and i i appreciated robert robert cross coming on and burning me too that was a that was worthwhile. I think he burned Chris more than he burned you. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, thank you, everybody, for that tuning Chris in. Catching strays. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Catch Fred uh, on this podcast in the not-too-distant future. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of KFS Lunch Break. Then tomorrow night, you got the casuals live here on YouTube. So you'll be able to submit your questions for them for a... a Thursday night edition of Casual Friday. Uh, until then, thank you for watching and then eventually thank you for listening. We will speak with you soon. Peace. Peace.